Welcome to our Lead to Succeed podcast, where we share leadership and business growth insights, both from our own experiences and that of our guests. We're the hosts. I'm Rebecca Jenkins, founder of Argen, helping companies to grow by finding, gaining and growing the best clients. And I'm Callum, sharing my perspectives from both being an entrepreneur and working in a variety of different companies. Whether you lead a team or a business, you'll find practical tips, inspirational insights and ideas as we discuss a wide range of leadership topics. So with that, here's today's episode. Welcome back to our podcast. And I am very excited today to have Vijay Mystery with us. Now, Vijay helps leaders achieve excellence and he's an expert in his field, having coached hundreds of CEOs and executives as well to increase their impact and performance. A big welcome to you, Vijay. Thank you very much for taking the time out to, to join us today. Would you like Thank to you. embellish the intro at all? Yes, no, that's absolutely spot on, uh, Rebecca. And uh, thank you very much for inviting me for this podcast. And uh, I've been looking forward to uh, this particular session, I mean, you know, sharing my insights as well, but I'm truly honored and delighted to be here. So thank you very much. Well, thank you. It's very true, isn't it, Vijay? Well, I mean, while we're here on this podcast, this is share your knowledge and your experience. And there are so many things going on in the world today that are causing for challenging times. So maybe I could roll into that as being the first question, Vijay. What do you think makes a great leader? Oh. Um, and, I, and I'll give you my perspective of what really I believe makes a great leader. And uh, it starts with a progressive mindset. And I'll, I'll <clears throat> excuse me, I'll, I'll talk about this one particular challenge. Um, and this happened in March 2020, you know, when COVID sort of hit us all hard. And what happened is there were, uh, as you and I know, that uh, the hospitality industry was hard hit. So we had an opportunity to appraise uh, businesses in that particular sector. And uh, I found this exceptional quality of this one particular leader. And what he did is, uh, because there was no business at the end of the day, and obviously the cash burnout was pretty high. But here are two, three things uh, this particular leader did is first and foremost, he sort of had a contingency plan. So he was prepared in advance. That was one of the qualities I really like. But here's the second thing. He called his staff. He had about 30, 40 staff. He called them in and he made a pledge. And he said that, look, we need to make some sacrifice. I don't want to lose any of you because you are great, you know, at whatever you're doing, because everybody was adding value. And what happened is, is that uh, they all agreed to slash their salaries and he committed to take zero salary for the period, you know, uh, as, as the period, I mean, you know, as the phase of uh, COVID sort of subsides. And uh, what happened is he retained all his staff. And I think that in itself, having that progressive mindset, you know, looking at it from a different perspective altogether, rather than uh, reacting to situations, which I've seen some leaders do, uh, that makes a profound impact. And this is why we talk about uh, this growth mindset, you know, having that progressive mindset as I'm talking about. And that in itself, I believe, is um, what would be a big turning point uh, to become a successful leader. 
Do you think then, Vijay, that's sort of the foundation that if you don't have that, you can't be a great leader? So it all starts with having that kind of growth mindset. Do you think that's kind of the absolute foundation that you need to have in place? Yes, everything starts with the mindset, uh, Rebecca. Look at, uh, <clears throat> it's not the companies which fail, it's the leaders who yeah. fail or you know, who are the cause of failure of companies or the companies which struggle. Now, now it all starts with the mindset. If your mindset, uh, mindset, and we've spoken about this, is about this inner alignment, you know, centering of yourself as well. And Rebecca, this in itself has, will make a huge impact. So I always, uh, and this is something I press upon to the uh, listeners of this particular podcast is, is that have that introspection, you know, have that wisdom within yourself and figure out exactly how you can center yourself. That's that's what I believe. Because it all starts, what is leadership? Leadership is all about influence. And you can only influence if you have the right mindset. Because we all are working on a level of frequency and an energy level, which is going to really help not only you grow, but the whole pipeline and whole team to grow as well. So I hope I'm making sense here, but I believe that that is the starting point, having that inner alignment and having that growth-driven mindset, which is going to help you not only, it's it's not only um, just going to help you step up the game, but here's the thing, when there are challenges, and just now, Rebecca, you spoke about these challenges of uncertainties, costs rising, you know, all these things. And today I was reading in BBC as well that a full tank here in the UK would cost more than a hundred pounds or something on those lines, which is which, which is unheard of in the past. And, and, and the point here, what I'm trying to raise here is, is that when you have this sort of mindset, you're going to focus more on solutions. You're going to look for more alternates. You'll start looking into the simplicity of the matters as well. So you're going to cut down the complexity and start looking at what the vertical integrations you need. What are the bases and the pillars of growth which you can really grow with your team? So, you know, it opens up uh, a different level of opportunity and it opens up different doors as well. How do you think uh, organizations can deal with that or leaders can deal with that, Vijay, when let's say we've got a leader who is very... Uh, growth mindset orientated and aligned and centered and very clear about their values and all all of that but their team aren't because we might have uh, leaders listening who perhaps fit what you've just described but their team aren't like that so how to organize how how would you suggest leaders might help their team to be this way so the first and foremost is, is that, and again, I'll step back slightly, is that leaders need to be purpose-driven. I mean, you know, you need, it's not about being profit-driven. I know profit is one of the key intentions as well to make in organizations. But when you have a purpose-driven uh, sort of uh, way of looking at things, that perspective itself changes. Now, purpose is not enough. You need to have the passion as well. I mean, I've seen in family businesses, and I'm sure we're going to discuss this at some point in that webinar, which we're going to have for uh, family businesses and private companies, 
and here's what I've seen is that uh, a parent is giving his son or daughter the business, but the skill set has not been developed. And, and this, is, this is one of the key missing ingredients is to make sure there is that alignment of that talent coming in. So purpose, passion, these are still not enough. You need the skill set. So once you have that, then you can make an impact. Now going, going into deeper into your question that uh, the team members, they may not be playing ball. Um, and here's, here's, my, here's how these sort of progressive mindset leaders can make an impact is by being transparent, that's number one. So being very open and I've been to organizations, in fact, there was one particular organization where I was a finance and commercial director and Roger, my boss who was the CEO, he was very transparent, he was completely transparent. So he was, you know, that opened up that it was more like, um, you know, they were in an ecosystem. It's like a friendly ecosystem. They were in, you know, all the team members. So the, the, we, we had a team of about 50 and we grew to 200. And the way, we, the way he did it and the style he used is that he was connecting with everybody as well. So, you know, the middle management is where he put in more effort to make sure they sort of uh, permeate the same sort of message and culture to the rest of the team. And obviously he looked after the staff, he made sure that uh, he had that social responsibility mindset as well. So, you know, there were, there were lots of things that he was doing like offering lunches and other incentives as well. And, and making sure that the social system within the organization is tightened every time. And he used to empower the staff as well, Rebecca. So he used to really ask for their opinion, even if it was, uh, you know, down the ladder, but he would ask for the opinion as well. So that's what he was doing. And I think that really made a big impact. I hope that helps. Yeah, thank you, um, Vijay. And I think asking for opinions makes people feel valued and heard. And so often we're hearing about people in, in organisations that don't feel valued and therefore that's very unfulfilling for them isn't it? If, they, if they're feeling that way. I know our audience really love to hear about challenges that you have faced. So are there any particular challenges you may have faced as a leader in growing a business and not just the challenge, but how did you get through it? How did you how do you deal with it? Because it can be those times can be very stressful and very concerning. It is actually. <clears throat> and uh, Rebecca, I just want to step back and give you a story. This is a real story. And uh, some years back, my sister and my brother-in-law. I'm just giving you this metaphor so that uh, we, uh, you know the audience can understand where yeah. we are coming from. And this is very important. A very uh, important lesson which I learned as well. So my sister and my brother-in-law, uh, they went on a holiday coastal strip in Kenya. Uh, there's this place called Malindi and they were walking. Now the tide was low. So what they decided is to go a bit inside the sea. And uh, they, uh, you know, they went uh, a few meters in uh, till the water was knee deep where they saw a beautiful sort of white sort of, not, not an island, but it was like a hump where they could sit. So they sat there, but what was happening is, is that the tide was coming in very fast and they didn't realize that. 30 minutes in, 
and uh, you know they sort of panicked and they said let's just swim back and good swimmers they tried swimming back but what was happening is every time they tried going to the shore they were sort of uh, pulled back to that one particular spot because of the undercurrents uh, rebecca and and again in businesses this is this is something which i learned a service industry we had this uh, senior ex executive she was on the board as well but she was very dominating and what really happened was is that uh, she was highly skilled she had the experience but she came with an attitude as well you know her approach and her behavior was not in line with the values of this organization i was in the board as well and uh, she was such a huge influence to the ceo as well and uh, you know i mean when i talked to the other subordinates they were completely sort of uh, they felt isolated and they felt uh, you know intimidated as well and they, they didn't like you know the culture was toxic and and here's what happened is is that uh, i had a candid discussion with the ceo and he said no 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 it's fine you know i mean you know these things happen he didn't really take heed of it but what was really happening is is that the company was starting to struggle you know you could literally feel that it was becoming heavy after about 6 months and after about giving a lot of evidence and uh, convincing uh, the ceo finally uh, decided to let her go and rebecca you won't believe it uh, but as soon as she left the energy changed completely the environment completely changed it was like you know a bolt of 5000 volts of energy coming out from nowhere and and the company started to progress it started to step up and uh, you know i mean we had an exit strategy as well and you know the company went on to grow about 20 fold so my point here is is that the biggest lesson the biggest challenge was is uh, holding on to a team member who is not aligned to the values mm. that is the biggest in my opinion the biggest erosion to the value and the growth of your organization he or she may be very capable they may have the skill sets but if they do not connect and if they do not align with the values of the organization they can really uh, drag an organization so that's that's one lesson i learned and that's how we all came it there are so many correlations to my own experience in that vj but first of all what happened to your sister and brother-in-law or your brother and sister-in-law <laughs> that one that first of all and then we'll okay okay so, so yeah, yeah there was a uh, happy ending what happened is is they started shouting around and uh, there were strong swimmers who were trying to swim from the shore trying to come and save but even they couldn't uh, you know uh, come and save so finally they got uh, this motor boat which came by and picked them up and uh, they were, they, were, they were safe so <laughs> that's that's uh, that was a happy ending but uh, it was a wake up call <laughs> it was a wake up call for them <laughs> the analogy is very strong it's that undercurrent isn't it i'm i'm sure many people who are listening to this will understand that as you go into a meeting everybody agrees that they're going to take a certain action and everybody nods their head but then they leave the meeting and there is somebody who will rubbish what's been agreed or their behavior isn't aligned to what's been agreed 
And if we're not taking action with those people, and I have to put my hands up, but I have let a situation like that lapse for far too long and not tackle it. And as you said yourself, when you do deal with it, in my case, people said, for goodness sake, Rebecca, what took you so long? Everybody else can see it. But I, I guess for me, I was hoping that the person would turn around and and change. But it's not always the case, is it? Yes, yeah. yes, it's it's a sad case. And by the way, I've seen this in so many organizations. Yeah. Uh, CEO, not even... I've even seen CEOs not really aligned to the values in some uh, cases. And you can imagine what sort of culture that yeah. is going to bring out. So it's, it's, it's really uh, a difficult place, uh, Rebecca. So, uh, so the message here is weed out the dragons, as we put it. Yeah. So you just need to weed out the dragons from your organization. Do a cultural appraisal or a culture audit. Uh, for your company, whatever the size is, but make sure that your culture, because your highest leverage is going to be your pipeline, your people pipeline itself. That is where you're going to really add layers and layers of value. So that is very key. Another, can, can, do you mind if I extend this slightly? Because this is very uh, key. The second thing is that you could be having team members who are great and who are aligned to the values as well of the organization. But here's the thing, how relevant is your value proposition to your uh, clients and customers? You must make sure the global landscape is moving so fast and you know the fluidity is just at a different level altogether. So as a business, you need to make sure that you have that, you know, you have the right skill sets as well. I have seen in boards, what happens is, sorry, I'm talking about the boards, but it's again, governance and leadership is just, you know, within the same platform. And here's the, here's the thing, is that what, what I have noticed is, is that there's this disparity, complete disparity when it comes to decision-making, you know, delays in decision-making and all that. And they're just not on the same page either. So all this can, really uh, be detrimental to the growth of your organization. But at the same time, you need to see how much oxygen you have or how much cash you have. And, you know, you need to work together. You know, that collegiality has to be there within the uh, team members and that bond has to be there. And the only way you can do this is by making sure you ask those right incisive questions. So let's recap on that. Incisive questions, everybody aligned to the values making sure those values are relevant to all stakeholders in the business and making sure that everybody in the business is aligned to that purpose and those values. Absolutely, absolutely. So with um, all of, no, please go, Vijay. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry, this is not a question, but I just wanted to add a little bit more yeah. to this particular conversation because this is very important. Um, and I'll call it openness. So there was this uh, governance conference I was attending here in London. And what happened is in the governance conference, I had two leaders. There was one leader sitting on my right-hand side and the other one on my left-hand side. The one on the left-hand side was highly successful. And uh, the one on the right was not that successful. I mean, he was a single uh, sort of, you know, he just, it was a one-man show. And I knew both of them. 
But here's, here's what was interesting, and this is a learning point, is that the one who was successful was making lots of non, uh, notes. Now, it wasn't that I was just observing them. I was also actively listening and making some notes as well. But here's the fact, is that the one who was successful was making notes, and the one on the uh, right was just passively just listening. So I was asking, so I was curious and I asked him that, uh, what do you think of this uh, particular speaker? And he just shrugged his shoulders and he said, I know all this, this is something I know. And I asked the same question to this successful leader who sort of paused before he gave me an answer. And he told me that, look, Vijay, here's the thing is that I am picking up some cues. If the speaker's talking about trust, I'm now sort of picking up certain uh, connectors for what I am doing, and I can see a different dimension for uh, the growth of my organization. So he's saying that I make notes because it may be a, something which I know, but I want to achieve excellence. So here's the thing, openness, Having that openness is so important. And uh, Rebecca, here's, here's something that when I when any company approaches me for my services, as you know, you and I, we offer this leadership coaching and services that we offer. Uh, the first thing that I try qualifying is, is that how open are you to change? Because at the end of the day, it's it's pointless going to an organization and offering our services or giving the guidelines and giving all our mechanisms, all of our thoughts, our insights for that particular organization when they're not going to make the change. So this is very important. And I like what uh, Nido Kuban says is that, uh, you know, for the timid, change is frightening. For the timid, change is frightening. For the comfortable, change is threatening. So you'll see many executives who are in their comfort zone. And if a change comes in, then that becomes threatening. But for the confidence, change is an opportunity. And confidence com comes when you have the competence. And competence is skills, knowledge, and experience. Now, add in that intelligence we were speaking about, because intelligence is asking the right questions, knowledge is getting the right answers. When you start elevating your intelligence, that is where you will see impact. And if you, you know, an impact will bring out those relevant insights. And insights come from immersion when you have that focus. And when you focus, you will see that you will start getting those bite-sized breakthroughs, which is going to really transform whatever you're doing. But you will be sort of aligning to your customers and clients uh, needs and wants. So this is a really good uh, sort of mechanism for, you know, anybody listening to this particular uh, podcast, because these are important insights, which I believe will help you to really shape up and take you to another level altogether. Yeah, thank you, Vijay. It reminds me of you can, a phrase I quite often use, which is we can all read about how to ride a bicycle. We could all go and pick up a book and read about that. But until we actually get on a bike, we have no idea, we might have the knowledge, but we haven't immersed ourselves in it. And therefore that's mm -hmm. a completely different thing. And I think 
that's a very, very valid point that you're making. So we have some, let's say we have some aspiring leaders listening to the podcast. Could you give us three key things that you would encourage aspiring leaders to do to take them to that next stage of leadership? Right. Any aspiring uh, leader listening to this podcast, first and foremost, be humble, be nimble. You will see that success will come. But if you really want to have that happiness with the success, what you really need to be is you need to be grounded to your principles, grounded to your values. Um, and, and unfortunately, I have, I wouldn't call it a failure, but I have faced that, is that when success came in, uh, at one point, my attitude changed as well. And uh, I would call that a failure in my personal life as well. But I realized that it was one of the most uh, disturbing times because you know arrogance builds in ego comes into play and uh, I was in that particular space and it was not it was not the very nicest of place because here's what was happening is that I started feeling lonely at the top so I, I had all the success but I felt that disconnect from everybody else so this was what it was and then I sort of course corrected and I made some changes and uh, so, so my message, the first point to aspiring leaders is just make sure that you are humble and wisdom will come from the simplest of people as well. Wisdom can come from anybody. It doesn't have to be from the top most, most successful leaders, but you'll get wisdom from anybody. So always try picking up insights. The second point I would like to share is that always appraise yourself. Keep on asking the questions that how can I leverage my time? What else can I do to make myself better? What have I learned today? How can I really uh, make a better impact and a better difference tomorrow? What is it that I can do to transform uh, what I'm doing and move to another level? Keep on stretching your thinking because what is going to happen is when you start appraising yourself, you will see that progressive mindset like we spoke about, it will start building into you. And you will see those gaps within yourself. Once you start working on those particular gaps, you will see that it is going to really help you to really not only make an impact in your life, but the impact in uh, all the lives that you come across, because this is life-changing in my opinion. And the third point, which I would like to share with you is... Uh, when you make a commitment, if you promise something, make sure that you uh, meet any obligation. Because if you want to build your reputation, make sure if you give a timeline or if there is any uh, sort of project or whatever you do, make sure you meet your commitment because that is going to help you to build your reputation. That's going to help you to elevate your standards and that's going to help you to even uh, get a better stronger brand presence these are the three key uh, core uh, you know messages i can give to aspiring uh, leaders but can i add a fourth one uh, rebecca while i'm at oh. i just got this fourth one and that is be consistent you need to be consistent you might reach an element where uh, you know you may need to tweak for example, you know, we were talking about 
bicycle uh, you know when when i was young i didn't know how to ride a bike but at the end of the day after practice after falling many times i learned how to ride a bike similarly what you need to make sure you do is be consistent with what you are doing don't dabble i mean obviously do your due diligence in whatever you want to do into whatever initiative that you want to take but make sure that you are consistent because consistency will lead to excellence consistency will from excellence it will take you to that heightened level of mastery and focus on a few you know if you focus on a few you'll be able to make a bigger impact rather than focusing into many other things so don't saturate your focus uh, just focus on what you are good at and i can promise you one thing that i believe if you follow this it will make you a stronger better leader for the future i certainly agree with those principles vj i'd like to explore one of them in a little bit more detail with you but i think the message about consistency is so relevant today I mean, it probably was relevant 10 years ago, 15 years ago, whatever. But I think right now we're living in a very hectic and fast paced world. And to consistently do things um, and continue to learn and be better. I couldn't agree more with you on those on those points. The one thing that I'd like to drill down on a little bit more is you shifting from being having a, an attitude of humbleness becoming a little bit more arrogant perhaps as you uh, took on a, a new position or uh, a higher level or a higher degree of leadership and that felt a bit lonely for you was it at that point of loneliness that you recognized that you shifted from a humble approach and how quickly did you revert back or were people telling you I just like to hear I think that's a really interesting story I'd just like to hear a bit more about that Okay, so so what happened is this was uh, say a couple of decades ago, <laughs> um, but but what really happened is I was rising very fast. I was doing very well, um, financially very well as well. And uh, what was happening is is that uh, I had an audit practice. I was doing consultancies. I I mean everything was going so well for me, but what was happening is is that I like i said i had that attitude and the arrogance in me and uh, i mean it just came in me and i i i was like you know i had risen in uh, you, you know in not in the right uh, way but it 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 sort of uh, brought in a different level of ego i could shout at anybody and i wouldn't listen to people as well so it was it had gone to uh not an extreme case of uh, you know egoism but what happened is is that it was uh, it was not a good place and what was happening is i found that i was successful but rebecca the worst part was is that i was just not happy i couldn't look at myself in the mirror because i said this is not me and something in me was keeping on telling me that look i'm doing something wrong and uh, finally what i started doing is i started uh, meditating and i could i could go into some immersive nirvana state of meditation and that really sort of started helping me and uh, and and here's here's one thing that i went to meet an industrialist at that particular point in time and you know he 
he was really busy, he was moving all over and all that, and he was really successful as well. And I, you know, I, I found myself not in the right place. And uh, it happened that particular year, I was visiting India as well. And I happened to visit this remote village where, uh, you know, there was this one particular hut we went, we went to, I will never forget this experience. And I went there and I had this uh, cup of tea. But Rebecca, that brought tears to my eyes because I felt the warmth, I felt the love, I felt, I felt completely different, I felt light as well. And that I think was the turning point in my journey because after that, I sort of recognized and appreciated everybody. I changed my approach. It was nothing to do with the uh, financial side of things, but it was more to do with, uh, you know, the love, the wisdom, uh, the connectivity, the warmth. And uh, it, was, it was completely different. You know, how can I help others? How can I serve others? How can I make others, uh, you know, uh, how can I make those changes in other people? And by the way, if, if I had to sort of uh, go back in time and if I had to make any changes, I wouldn't have made this change either because I wouldn't have learned what I've learned, uh, Rebecca, if you see where I'm coming from, uh, because that in itself has, you know, brought me, uh, by the way, you know, and at that particular time, uh, financially, we were talking about this crisis and the bank where we had invested our money in sort of went bust as well. So there were lots of other challenges which came about. I'm not going to go into details, but there were lots of other things which really uh, came into play. But at the end of the day, um, I think humbleness, wisdom, uh, imparting knowledge, love, warmth, you know, all these things are core to anything that I want to do. Authenticity, no matter what happens, it's not about the money bit either, but being authentic, being myself at the end of the day. Others may like it, may not like it, but being myself is so important and that makes a bigger impact. I hope that that makes sense. <laughs> well, a couple of questions from that, BJ, and, and thank you for just explaining that to us. Was there something in the tea that made you kind of chill out more and realize it? I don't think there was. I think you're just using that as a as an example to illustrate the fact that at the end of the day we are all human and mm. we need to treat each other as humans and we need that humanization we need that connectivity i think the world of leadership is changing and i, I the how you describe leadership is how i think leadership should be and we should encourage everybody to kind of make that connection and, and get to know the individuals that we work with and our teams, et cetera, and not forget that, that we're all human at the end of it. But I, and sadly, I still feel there's a, a more traditional and older style of leadership. We haven't made that shift totally to really making that human connection, having that authenticity. I don't feel it's as widespread as it should be. Or could you be? Think, yes, yes, yes. I, I mean, my observation from the many organizations which I have sort of coached or helped, I have noted that uh, that authenticity is really missing. There's, there's a lot of, uh, <clears throat> it's, it's more of short-termism, Rebecca. Yeah. It's more of uh, profit pressure. It's more about making money. 
what can they do to make money? It's no more about adding value or, you know, it's, it's gone to that particular level. So, um, and I'm not saying this is true for all the organizations, but I've observed that this has happened in many instances and uh, even large organizations, you know, insurance companies, um, where, where the CEO of this large insurance company, you know, he closed all the doors and he was telling me because, and by the way, <clears throat> sorry about this, emotional intelligence. So yeah. can, I, can I share a story with you? This is really fascinating. If, if you don't, I, I hope I'm not taking more time, but here, this is very important. So there was this insurance company and the CEO invited me for lunch and I had lunch with some of the seniors and all that. And after the lunch, he took me to his, uh, uh, this cabin. And uh, as he sat uh, there, I, I looked at him and I said, there are two or three things or there's something troubling you. What is it? Just, just tell me. Again, this brings out that emotional intelligence. And here's what he did. He closed all the doors of his cabin and he said, you know, my staff are just not playing ball with me. You know, they just, I feel that we can get more out of them. And he's saying that I'm simply overwhelmed. He came out, he opened up so many issues of what was really happening. And it was a very well, huge organization with a great brand. And obviously then I gave him some insights on what he really needs to do and all that. And we're still in touch. But, but here's, here's the point is that emotional intelligence is another, uh, is another piece of, um, how shall I put, a, a leadership trait which leaders must have. Because that way you will be able to be in the same frequency as well. You'll be able to feel what the other person will feel as well. So, you know, they're, they're, that's that's something which really fascinates. And, it, you know, I'm curious to learn more about that as well. So, like you said, we are all still imperfect. I'm not perfect. We, we are still imperfect. But I'm always curious and hungry to learn more about this emotional intelligence and how we can really elevate that. I think it's probably one of the keys uh, the most one of the most important keys to be able to have that emotional intelligence and connect with other humans in a way that helps them to feel empowered and fulfilled and brings out the best in them and it really helps them to helps them to flourish i mean at the end of the day we all want to feel fulfilled feel fulfilled feel on purpose and we need leaders that really help us to achieve that we can only achieve that when those leaders have that emotional intelligence to help bring that out absolutely absolutely as we come towards the end of this podcast vj and and it's been really wonderful to hear your insights and i can't imagine you not being a very humble person because that's how i think of you as somebody who is very warm very caring and very humble thank <laughs> so thank you for sharing that i now have know something new about you um, no, it's 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 open you see we all need to open up to our weaknesses yeah. because that brings in you see that just aligns with being authentic as well yeah. and and again leaders have to be vulnerable as well and open up and uh, you know express their concerns that's how uh, you know, Rebecca, you and I, we can help leaders as well in their journey. So I, I feel that uh, vulnerability is very important. And we've gone, I've gone through that journey. I've been, like, like I said, that I've been arrogant and, you know, I've had all that, you know, uh, that phase 
So our experience that and our experience being humble and I would by far hands down say that humble, being humble and being nimble and having that warmth and connectivity is completely um, the right path to go through. And you'll see that it will uh, sort of unfold new levels of success and new levels of opportunity as well. Yes. So thank you for sharing your views with us and your perspectives and insights and your experience. Is there something that you would like to share with our audience now? It's our turn to say thank you to you for giving out your time to be on the podcast. But is there something you would like to share with our with our listeners? Well, I think uh, parting words is just keep on building your mental muscle, stretch your thinking, uh, just go out of your comfort zone, uh, whatever the case it is, uh, take bite-sized risks where you can, bite-sized risks. And don't look at failure as failure, but look at that as a learning piece. So that is very important. And another thing is just keep on innovating. <clears throat> Excuse me. Just keep on innovating. Now, innovation is making things better. So what you need to do is ask those right questions as we keep on seeing, because impact will come when you ask the right questions. And when you keep on asking those right questions, you'll see that you'll start having that innovative mindset as well, which is going to uh, make a profound impact in your journey moving forward. And obviously, like I said, keep on building your mental muscle. You know, I mean, we have about 60,000 thoughts and uh, make sure that you are very clear about your intentions, what you really want, focused and work on your core competencies as well. So keep on learning, keep on developing and you'll see that progress is going to happen. Thank you very, very much, Vijay. It's been a pleasure to have you. I've, I've, I've enjoyed uh, being on this particular podcast. Thank you very much for inviting me again. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast. And as always, if you enjoyed it, we welcome a review. And if you have any questions and like to get in touch with us, you can do that at the rjen.co.uk website.